Hey everyone, it's Brittany. We're on episode 59, three ways to strategically add value to your business. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, let's talk about how to add value to your business and brand in a strategic way. Why? Well, social media is a social game. And how can you be social if you're just taking all the time? You guys know my take on branding. Branding is who you are, what you stand for, how you show up in the world, the stories you tell, and how can you share any of that if you're taking all the time? So instead of being one of those persons who's spammy and promoing their stuff all the time, add value. So this episode was inspired by a recent live I did, which in turn was inspired by one of my Facebook friends. She was ranting over a pitch that she received, which was basically working for free, if not peanuts. The person was hoping that she would write and get paid based on how many views it got. It was it was a whole thing. But the point is, even if it got a ton of views, she wouldn't get credit. So how was that going to help her business? She had a few choice comments about it. I enjoyed the entire situation because everyone commenting also had a few choice comments about it. But it got me thinking, a little mental math match, comparing and contrasting the difference between adding value on social media with free content versus working for free and exposure. The difference, of course, is your choice. All right, so what do I mean by that? When you are adding value in your own sphere, it is something you are doing of your own volition. Now, you might not feel like you have a choice in the matter. You may feel all the time like you have to show up, you have to do this, but it's still your choice to do it. And even if you love showing up, I know there are days where it feels a little bit more like a chore than the rest of the days. Sometimes we just want to do our work and put our head in the sand and pretend like the rest of the world doesn't exist or maybe that's the introvert in me speaking. But it's my choice when I want to show up and when I do show up. Whereas working for exposure is somebody else asking you to work for free on their terms. They are two very different things. So let's get rid of working for free, get rid of working for promises of publicity, and talk about three ways you can add value strategically to your brand. And I say strategically because you want anything you do for free to lead to paid clients. So number one, make the best, most comprehensive outline of what you do. And you probably already have something like this put together, even if it's not written out. Put it all together and then share the first few steps or like 25% of them, or maybe only the first step, whatever feels right to you and your business is what we're looking for here. You want to give your viewers and followers a taste of what it feels like to work with you. This is why we all love behind the scenes photos and videos so much. We want that taste of what it feels like to work with you. We want to know exactly what that feels like so that we can decide whether we want to be a part of it. Here's why it makes sense strategically they're going to see what makes sense for them after they get that taste. 
They're either going to self-select in or self-select out. And yes, I am talking about getting rid of clients. You guys know, if you've listened to the show before, I am all about setting up your brand as a filter. It filters the good clients in, those perfect for you clients. And it says to the rest of the ones who aren't the best match for you, hey, you're best served elsewhere. There is zero reason for you to spend working with clients that are going to suck you dry. And doing that puts you in a place where you don't have time to work with the clients where you can be authentic and can be the most impactful. So they're going to either self-select in or out. And if they self-select in, they're going to warm up in your audience. Warming up means that they're going to be more likely to pay once you do release an offer that fits for them. Number two, make savable content. Okay, so this one's definitely come onto my radar more in the recent months as I'm kind of spending more time on social media than I was for many months before that. You've been able to save posts on Facebook to come back to later for a while. On Pinterest, you've always been saving pins, obviously. But on Instagram, they're placing a much bigger emphasis on saved posts now that they're planning on getting rid of likes. So on all three of these platforms and there's probably versions of this on other platforms as well, there's a way to save content. So you want to be the person that makes content your audience saves. Why? One, it's just good for your clients. If they have to come back to their unorganized saves later to organize them, they're going to see your content more than once. Repetition, of course, is the basis of the know, like, and trust factor. So you're going to have more of an impact if you create savable content. So that's why it's good for you. The second reason, which is more of a longer game, is that when you create content that people start saving, it tells the algorithms on all of these social media platforms that people are interested in you. That means they're going to give your account more play. They're all in it for the money, which means they need people to stay on their platform so that their advertisers keep paying them. If people stay on the platform by saving your content and coming back to it again and again, they're going to give you more play because you're ultimately going to make them more money. It all makes sense in the end when you realize that Facebook isn't actually free. All right. If you can figure out a way to make savable content, you're going to be golden. And I will admit to you guys, I need to get better at this. I haven't been someone who makes long form content that's easily drilled down into sound bites quite yet. Although this post when this goes live will probably be really great. I could have each one of my three tips on its own slide, make a little carousel, get people to save it. I think that's a really great way for me to start doing this. So I want to give you ideas that spark a way for you to create savable content as well. Number three, make a community offer. This one is fun if you let it be fun. So let's figure out how to let it be fun. I had this idea last week while I was on a walk with my son. When I got back to the house, I popped onto Instagram real quick on the fly and said, hey guys, tomorrow I'm going to share free content ideas for the first five people who raised their hand. So I put a question sticker there and I said, tell me if you're game. Five people volunteered. I went in the next day and gave each of them five free content tips or ideas, content ideas that they could then put into their own social media and build up their no like, and trust factor. The no like, and trust factor is built on consistently showing up and adding value, right? 
We are all going to run dry of ideas on occasion. Even if you have the most comprehensive brand handbook, like I talk about, if you've got pages of written content, all the pain points your clients feel, all the things your audience is looking for, even with all of that, you're occasionally going to have an uncreative moment and feel like you don't know what to say. And this is something that I have seen all around the interwebs. I see people talk all the time, even if they're not my perfect client, that the reason they don't show up on social media is because they don't know what to say. Now, let's be honest, at least some of this is probably fear of being seen. But I really, truly believe that even if you don't have that fear, or if you've moved past that fear, there's this feeling that what you have to say isn't elaborate enough for social media. That's wrong. Just get that out of your heads. People don't need elaborate. They need to know that you understand them. So here are a couple of the ideas I gave people. So there was a fat loss coach. I told her one of my own questions for her business. How do you avoid sabotaging yourself when you're putting together your kids' snacks and that's not something that you're supposed to be eating? Confession, I eat fruit snacks all the time. One of the ideas I gave to a relationship coach is how to negotiate with your partner in a healthy and respectful way. One of the ideas I gave to a personal branding photographer who volunteered is she had a really cool system of offering quarterly photographic shoots to her clients. She puts them on a year-long contract so that every 90 days they have a fully fleshed out schedule of photos to use. I thought it was a brilliant idea and I asked her how she came up with the idea and how her clients have responded to it and whether the photo sessions actually get better each time as she gets to know them. Uh, Another idea I gave was showing a behind the scenes of what it feels like to work with a client. And this was for a brand designer, someone who does graphic design and logos. And I said, show the behind the scenes process of what it looks like to go through a client session. So these were all just kind of ideas I came up with within minutes of checking out their online profiles. And they're all ways for them to build up the know, like, and trust factor. So how can you do that? Well, If you're a web designer, you could offer mini critiques of websites. Just pull up your favorite screen recording app like QuickTime or Loom or something like that and go through the person's website and offer ideas on how they could make little tweaks to get a better converting website. If you're a life coach, take three common scenarios that you hear about quite often and give your take on walking through those scenarios to give better solutions for their life. There's so many different things that you could do here. This will build up your followers and subscribers, and it'll keep them loyal. That's the strategy here. If you do this and then tell people after you provide whatever community content you just provided that you want to do it again in a few weeks, so hey, stay tuned, you're going to keep more loyal listeners, subscribers, and followers so that you have plenty of content for them in the future, and they see all the other stuff in between as well. All right, so I actually told you that I did that last week, and you guys, the feedback on it was so great. And I got to tell you, it doesn't matter who you are or how big you are. If you're getting 150 views on your Instagram stories and only three people vote in your poll, or if 500 people see your Facebook post and only two people comment, it kind of hurts your creative little heart. Yes, I am speaking from experience here. So here is a bonus way to add value. Even if you don't feel like you have value to add yet, then comment on other people's stuff. 
give feedback when people ask for it. I guarantee you they will appreciate it and they'll remember your name for future reference. So when your podcast hosts, and yes, this is a shameless plug, when they ask what you want to hear more of, tell them, tell me. I love knowing what resonates with you. I'm spending a lot of time putting this together because I want to add value to your business. So why not make it as personal as you possibly can by letting me know what you want to see more of and what you don't want to see more of as well. When you get a great email like I did today, I've been on this girl's email list for a little while now and particular email she sent out was brilliantly written. So I told her so. I wrote back with one line that was a really brilliantly written email. Thank you so much. I guarantee you she cared. I guarantee you it gave her a little hop on her step because sometimes all you need is a stranger to give you a compliment or tell you that you're doing a good job. So if you see a Facebook post that hits you, tell them, hey, this is gold. This is what really made an impact for me. Thank you so much. People love it, I promise. And it's a great way to add value while also building up your own profiles in the same turn. So I hope that helps for you guys. Until next week, have fun branding. This episode is sponsored by Build Your Own Badass Brand Identity. At the time of air date, the workshop is two days away. It's a two-hour live workshop with live Q&A at the end to get all of your questions answered. What questions might those be about? Anything related to your brand identity, brand visuals, and how you are showing up in the world. Whether you've been in business for two days or two years, odds are there's something about your brand visuals you're not entirely confident in or you feel just does not resonate with you. This is your chance to learn from a brand strategist that how you show up in the world is entirely up to you. Let's make the outer parts of your branding, those visual elements, match the internal brand, all the things that drive you and your business and what really make you great. Again, at the time of this air date, the workshop is in two days, but never fear if you missed the live workshop, I have a recording available. Click the link I'm putting in the show notes, or you can go to brittanygardner.com forward slash WWM. That stands for work with me. And you can still take part in the build your own badass brand identity workshop. Mm-hmm.